you're gonna sing. Now you gotta dance. Na, 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 na. Oh, that oh, was so sweet. So abrupt. <laughs> I had to do that for Alana because usually she sings with you. I, she's not here. I, I appreciate that. I think you need to join in on the singing more often. I'm missing her something fierce. Yeah, Alana, if, if you listen to this before you come back, I miss you. <laughs> she's feeling scatterbrained without you. I really am. But we're. We're, we're, we're surviving, but we miss you. Come back. Yeah, and have fun. <laughs> so it's funny because do you remember that one show when we were talking about how you had anxiety about other people learning your job because then you were afraid it would make you not That's still, I think, relevant. a true fear in, my, in the, my subconscious. I don't want to be replaced. Except that what I was going to point out to you was what you're experiencing with Alana gone is what people would feel without me. It's ex- remember me saying that they're going to realize how hard your job yeah. is. You're realizing how valuable she is. She's so great. So see, there's nothing to feel anxious about. It's mm. great when other people learn what you do. It makes them appreciate you more. I do appreciate her. She yeah. helps us stay on track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeps us organized. Like I was just telling you. Oh my god. I gosh. was a little behind this week on some things. I got I got I got to them, but that is so funny that that's what you're experiencing without Alana here, because guess what I wanted to talk about today? What did you Staying want to talk about today? Uh, actually, I want to I want to do the next show on that one. I wanted to talk about adulting. Adulting. Ooh. Adulting. Because, you know, it's <laughs> Our a, favorite topic. <laughs> I'm still learning how to adult every day. Well, so it's, uh, you know, you, it was like a joke of a word, I don't know, like two years ago. Remember when, like, the guy who didn't know how to turn on the dishwasher was, like, the biggest video on YouTube for a oh, week? Oh, yeah. So I feel like it was a joke a little bit ago, and now people are like taking it seriously. They're like creating adulting classes. Like it's been legitimized. It's not something people use as a, a joke anymore, although I'm sure there are plenty of memes out there. <laughs> but anyway, so I was reading all about it this weekend. It got me thinking. I'm like, I bet the crew could use some help with some adulting topics. Probably, definitely, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, well, first let me get like a, a pulse check, a little inventory on where you guys are with, I don't know, I guess I can throw out some some examples of what adulting might be and then just, you guys can talk about how far along you are. Yeah, I, I feel. That's fair. Yeah, uh, let's throw out some examples. Let's see what you see what you mean I by I just feel adulting. like for my age right now, I'm less independent than I would like to be, mm-hmm. but it's not, I don't, I don't know how to word this. I'm going to let you start and I'm going to think about my thought. Well, so let's start with money because we've talked a lot about oh. that. So, do you guys both have checking accounts? Yes. I have two bank accounts. One's a bank account, one's a credit union. I have a checking and savings account in each. Okay. And how often do you balance your checkbook to the I don't have a checkbook. Well, if you have a checking account. What's a checkbook? Yeah. <laughs> We're on to our first thing. Well, it's when when our parents used to write checks, they'd keep track of like all their receipts, if yeah. you will, in a book. And then you you add it up and it shows you all your, your spendings, right? Correct. It's okay. it's it's a way to budget. But um I'm still learning how to budget. Okay, so we can talk about that too. But the most important reason to so okay, that's probably old vernacular, I'll say it this way. Do you ever balance your accounts? Which is, do you go in and make sure that what the bank says you have is what you say you have, or do you just totally trust the bank? No, because I've been hacked before, so I try to check my account every few days, and if my money's not moving the way I know I'm moving it, then I would notice a problem. And I go into my like statement, and I'll actually 
check every, probably every three to four days and make sure that the stuff popping up is stuff that I know that I've purchased. Yeah, I, I think it's more not so much like I take a time to sit down. It's more like after every purchase I make, I basically just check it mm-hmm. with with that mobile banking and all that. It allows us, yeah. and it gives me a little bit more freedom to just kind of be like, okay, well, I'm looking. My bank account better say this. This yeah. is what I spent. I try not touching and, my credit union account. It's for like when I take... If I get like a sum of bottles from like my parents' neighbor or something, I take that back. I'll put half on that account and leave it alone, and I'll keep the other half for gas. Okay, stuff that's, like that. That's good. But so let's stay focused on what I what I'll call the checking account, which is the primary account. My my money going out. Right. Yeah. So if you are just basically verifying transactions online, which is what it sounds like both of you are doing. Yeah. You're, so balancing it is your way of going in and making sure that what the bank has done is correct. So um, what you used to do back in the old days is when you would get your statement, you would compare it against your checkbook where you would write down all of your transactions and you would make sure that what you say you have and what the bank says you have is the same. It's amazing how often they're different. And hit you with like a little late fee or some like mm-hmm. little BS. I don't let my bank do that. That's why I opened the credit union account. I was like, if you guys don't stop this, I'm, I'm just closing my account. But if you never balance it, how would you know? Because... I noticed that they were, they put me on this this thing that because I'm out of high school, but because I was going to school, they weren't like feeing my account. But I guess when they thought I had graduated, they started feeing my account because I didn't have so much in my savings. I was like, look, this was never happening to my account before. I see you guys trying to take $11 out a month. It's not happening. You could put it back in and I'll close my account and leave. Or you could put it back in, not do it again, and I'll stay here. Okay, but so so basically then... I did catch that. So what I said before, you guys are basically just monitoring transactions. Yeah. You're monitoring everything going in and out of my account. And so yeah. if, you're, if you're monitoring it in pretty real time, which it sounds like both of you are, then it's fairly easy to keep track because it's recent and so it'll all look familiar. So then the next reason why you balance your checkbook or balance your account is then to also track... Uh, you're spending as you're budgeting for things. So um, we've talked before about budgeting. Do either one of you have a budget set up? Yes. Tony's got a more realistic budget. Um, I'm still, I'm still learning how to do it. So I feel like everybody kind of figures that out at their own pace. My way of budgeting is different than his. I have every, I have a memo, and every check that I know I'm going to get this year, assuming the the pay. Like periods don't flip flop and we get different days or whatever. I know every Friday I'm supposed to get a check. So in this memo, under each date, I have how much needs to go out for my bills. And then that's my budgeting. Okay. I make sure that I pay my bills, every check, and what I have left over is for my gas and my cigarettes. And Okay. So you have it basically set up as a reminder system. Yeah. It's like a, it's not, this is what I have to follow or I'm going to, you know, it's going to, ruin my life, but it's for this year, I think really going to get me on track for things I want to start doing. Okay. And Tony, how does your budget work? Um, Mine generally, it's, I'd call it like your basic, just like spreadsheet budget. Mm -hmm. So I It's all I do too. Yeah, I just look, you know, I say, okay, this is what I need to spend this week. Or I look at it like by, I look at it by like paycheck period. So I'll like do it for like two paychecks or like, and then continue i mean it's not a very long-term budget but like realistically right now just where i'm at the way i'm working the amount of money coming in it just makes most sense to do it in small term um, basis and then set the goal as like 
the goal is just to have as much money in my account as possible, mm-hmm. you know, and then just make that, and then from there figure out what to do with that money. Mm-hmm. But my budget, basically, like I said, it just looks like, well, this is what I have to spend this week, and this is what I'm getting this week. He'll literally and, put so much aside for, like, if he wants to get an outfit, or if he if he wants to do a little more traveling, he'll put a little bit more into his, his gas budget. And, like, he's shown me. Yeah, I'll, like, he's subtract like, Maybe you from the gas do it this way or something. And then I'll say, okay, well, I spent a little bit more on food this week than I would have liked, so I'm going to have to take something from my luxury or, like, from something else, you okay. know? So both of your systems sound like, <clears throat> excuse me, that the expectation is that you're going to spend everything you make. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of what bucket you're allocating it to. And for you, Kelsey, I'm definitely paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it's, it's not that I want to be though. No, I understand. I'm just trying to make sure I understand the current systems. Mm-hmm. So both assumptions are: I'm going to spend everything I make. Let me make sure I pay all of my bills on time. Yes. That's how yeah. yours works. Yeah, and you're moving money from bucket to bucket based on what you want to buy or yeah. trips that are coming up or whatever it is you want to do. With yeah, yeah. snowboarding and yeah, fishing and, mine, and like the way stuff. yeah the way I'm like. I guess too is like I'll try to I won't obviously I won't spend either all of it you know I'll look like I'll say okay here's like a hundred for the credit card but like the whole hope is that my total like expenses are not going to be more than what I'm getting that week or those two weeks <laughs> hopefully you know? that's everybody's yeah. hope so yeah. so like at that point I mean and it's worked it that way because I kind of had to take a hit in the beginning for the budget to work because I had to basically say okay this is two weeks where I'm just not going to have money really I'm just going to have to have money to sit on that I could so you have something to start from exactly mm-hmm. so I have a little bit of a base to kind of say okay well if I spend this much I will actually have extra money that mm-hmm. I can just sit on and then mm-hmm. and it slowly kind of gains over time which is nice which has been working for me but I guess long term it gets stressful because if you don't budget like mm-hmm. if you don't make your budget right away and then you have to start spending money you get stressed mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm stressed all the time and then you have to rework the budget I'm just trying to pay off some things this year that have accumulated the past couple years with me trying to get on my feet. Like, my grandma tried getting me a car, and it turned out to be a total, like, horrible, horrible waste of money. And I've got it, like, halfway paid off. But as soon as that's done, I know that I don't have to worry about paying my grandma anymore, and I'll feel better about it. And then mm-hmm. whatever money that I was paying her can start going into my savings account mm-hmm. from my own next car. Right. So I think that's, that's sort of the opportunity is... Um, and I don't want this to sound negative, but both of the approaches that you're using right now are kind of short-term, immediate. Mm-hmm. And really, the benefit of budgeting is it helps you see long-term not only how your money can grow, but then it helps you save for big purchases. So whether it's a car mm-hmm. or if you want to move into an apartment, so you know yep. you're going to have to have first and last month, some of the stuff that we've talked about before. So a simple way to do it, and actually it sounds like you're already halfway there, Tony. Mine is so basic as well. It's literally built in Excel. But how you were saying you keep track of your expenses each week, I do as well. And then that's where I balance it and reconcile that against what my online account says, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I forget. Or they do that thing where they round up and put the pennies in your savings account so their number is different than your number. So what I do is I have it set up to end... it's just a little spreadsheet, and the date at the top is that Friday. So my budget always closes yeah. every Friday, which would work for you guys, too, if that's payday. Yeah. And then I just have, so the, the weeks ending in Friday are going across in the columns, and then the rows going down are each of my individual expenses. Mm-hmm. So there's the bills, but then I also have, like, categories for fun items. So there's a miscellaneous one, which, like, 
if you have to go to the dentist and make an office copay, something that doesn't happen all the time, but yeah. that helps you keep track. And then you have your food and your insurance, just all your stuff, your cigarettes, you name it. Put everything that you would spend in there. And then once you have sort of the baseline, once you have four weeks built, then you can just copy and paste it out for the year. And so each four columns mm -hmm. represents a month. And then you can build your budget for the year. And then this is where the fun stuff starts. I know people like get freaked out mm -hmm. about budgeting and think that it's yeah, scary. No, it's actually really exciting for a dork like me. Because here's what happens. When you plug in all of your expenses mm -hmm. and all of your pay, assuming it's always the same, and then you build it out for 12 months, you see how much money you would have in your account three months out, yeah. six months out, nine months out, if you maintain your spending. It's crazy how your money can grow. And then you can make an informed decision like, okay, do I really want to go buy that new suit? Or it looks like I'm going to have enough for first and last month and be able to afford rent on my own by July if I implement these spending habits. Now, it basically gives you a long-term crystal ball peek at what your finances could be doing for you. And without that, just doing the whole real-time transactional analysis like you guys mm -hmm. are doing right now, you never get to see that. It's just hard because we are bi-weekly and our hours are not consistent. We are not like a eight to five, this day, this day, this day. This right, hour, the number changes this day, all the time. Day. During the day, it'll Girl, I used to own my randomly. own, I used to own my own yeah. business. My revenue, my income <clears throat> would change every week. But that's the other really nice thing with a budget is it starts to show you over time what your average is. And so then it helps you build a more accurate budget because you can say, oh, my gosh, look at that. The last six months, my average Friday paycheck was for X, Y, Z. So then as you're building out your future months, you know, that's probably a pretty realistic amount to use versus always having to guess week by week, guessing higher and then having it come in lower. And then mm -hmm. that screws you for the week. I think a thing like this too is like it's important to keep like specify and stress on. I think is putting it in Excel mm -hmm. and just doing it because mm -hmm. like I don't I don't actually have mine in Excel yet, and that's something like I have to do. Like I really have to do because as soon as you have to change your budget, it becomes a whole nother stress process when it's all on paper because then you're crossing out and you're you're re-adding and you're doing all this quick math and you're like all you're freaked out and all of a sudden you have to change everything mm -hmm. and if you put it in excel um it's just gonna you're just gonna get that well it automatically that nice, changes exactly. everything it'll change everything for yeah. you yeah yeah it automatically does the math exactly. and so so my column at the bottom of my column so i total all my bills that are due that week subtract it from if it was a payday or not right my income and then what's left over is what i call cash on hand and so that's the part that you can decide, am I going to save it? Uh, you know, I want to go away for my birthday in May. So that means I have to change the way I'm spending money for probably the months of March and April to make sure I have enough money in May to go do that. It just helps you see where it's going. Yeah. And like I said, make plans for yourself. It's funny, you want to know the reason why we started that I was young like you guys. I was probably, well, I'd, I'd had my first child, which I had her when I was 28, but I hadn't had my second. So I'm like 28 or 29. I'm Alana's age. And I had moved into my first home and we moved in and it was a brand new home, so it had dirt lot and no blinds on the windows. No. <laughs> and six months later, we were still sitting on a dirt lot with no blinds on the windows because yeah. we didn't have a budget. And so one night we just sat down, my ex-husband and I, and said, let's just figure out where our money's going so that we can figure out. Yeah. Within three months, we had wood blinds on every window. 
And within a year, we had the front and backyard landscaped because we could see and we knew exactly when we would have it saved. And it just it's amazing how it makes and this is going to sound corny. It makes your dreams come true. Yeah, yeah, adulting, I feel like 90% of the stress, they say money doesn't buy happiness, but a lot of my stress comes from money. Well, and I think it comes from the uncertainty of it. And that's all budgeting does, is give you a little bit more certainty, a little bit more insight into what it looks like. Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd like to start that as soon as I at least get my grandma taken care of, because my other stuff is, is minimal. and. Well, that's the other thing it could show you is how quickly could you get grandma taken care of? Well, the way I have it set up, it's going to be by November doing... What you're doing. Yeah. Maybe it would be August. Mm, That, I mean, I'm already kind of breaking my back paying her what I'm paying her to get her done by November. It's it's amazing how you think you know where your money is going until you do a budget. I'm just saying it's something that most adults use, especially adults who are able to put together some financial goals and then achieve them. So just give it some thought. I'm not saying you have to do it, but I know you've got some, some stress on you there, and I think you might be surprised at how much it could relieve it. Yeah. Timing for me was always something with budget. And people don't always think about timing because it's all your money anyway. And it, yes, it all is one big number and it goes down and up and it doesn't. But like with timing, I noticed, too, that's like a key thing for me, too, is like if I can time my tanks of gas like weekly, like if I can if I can figure out like, oh, this will last me to Saturday, mm-hmm. like this absolutely will. Then I can know for my budget sake what I can spend and like if I can get away with even if I don't even have to buy gas for like another week or something. Exactly. You know? It's, it's just, just things that, it's like a schedule. I'm yes. so far from here. My car goes through a tank in two days. No, I know, I but I'm focus. just saying. I'm just saying. Like, you, you, there's all little things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, okay, so what what else um, in the adult space scares you guys? Um, well, actually, let's say let's just talk time generational. There's some generation and time here. Like. I'm a little worried, like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be for right. somebody my age. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should be out and not with a parent and have all this stuff figured out. And then when I talk to my parents about it, they're like, things are different. They really are different. It's hard. It's Everybody runs their own marathon at a different pace. As long as you keep trying, you keep working, you keep taking care of the important stuff, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. But it, it really doesn't make you feel a whole lot better when you're actually us, like... Yeah, but I don't want to be here. I don't want to take my time. I don't like sometimes I don't want to I don't want to rush my life, but I wish I could be 30 tomorrow mm-hmm. and see how much of this I had figured out, what I had to do. I wish I could talk to my future self. I wish right now I could go talk to my past self. It just doesn't work like that. Well, what would you say to your past self? Stay away from the wrong crowd. Cuz that <laughs> held me back four years of my life instead of going to school after graduation I wanted to be a punk and so my my guess is what your future self would say to yourself today what I thought you were going to say to your younger self is just relax and enjoy the journey these are really exciting years for you guys school is done your careers are starting I feel like for our early 20s though and for it supposed to be fun we never go out we never do anything we never I'm I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with my life half the time, you know? I think that a lot of that is um, unique to your guys' generation because, and I'm going to blame social media. I agree. 
I'm going to go with you on that. I know yeah. exactly where you're going with this. We didn't, I, I got to tell you, I didn't, I never remember feeling pressured to feel like I was keeping up with my peers. Not everybody went to college back then. You know, I uh, it, there were lots of choices. There were vocational trades that were still considered a good option. Some kids went to school. Some kids started working right away. A college degree wasn't required for every job. So people made all kinds of different choices, which means they were on all kinds of different paths. And I just I have no recollection of there being this pressure-filled comparison thing that you guys have to suffer from because you're it. so worried about where you are versus everybody you see out there. Yeah, I mean, I look on Facebook, some people that were under me grade-wise are already married with kids and a house. And I'm like, I don't even think I could take care of a baby right now. I'd love to have kids, but I don't know when that's going to be in my life. Yeah. You know, and sometimes bums me out. Sometimes I'm happy I don't have kids right now. It's... It depends uh, on my mood in the day. Yeah, you both should be happy that you don't have kids. Right yeah. now. <laughs> well, it all comes down to like goals and stuff too. Like we were talking about. Like I actually had this conversation with a really really good friend of mine today, like this morning, and we I talked to him. He said, "He said you good man. It seems like you're always stressing. Like you're always worrying about money, or you're always mm -hmm. like thinking about ways you can make money, or mm -hmm. ways that like." You can try, like, your brain's running a thousand miles a minute. I'm worried you're just thinking about the money. And I said, is that a problem, though? Because the money is a way to get to... Secure. Yeah, money is a way to get to what you want. Relief. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't get what you want unless you work for it. But, and, I mean, I feel like even now I'm bummed out and sad because I don't see my friends as much as I would like to. I don't see my family as much as I would like to. When I get out of here, I try, but I only got about an hour or two before everybody else is going to sleep. Or, or It's like no matter how thin I pull myself, I cannot um, like feel accomplished doing everything I want. So I saw I stay with my dad. I'm not trying to cut you off. But just real quick, this week, what is it? Wednesday? It's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. I, I've barely seen my mom, and I went there Monday and Tuesday. I've barely seen my dad. I saw him Monday night as well. I was supposed to see my grandma last week and this week, earlier in the week. I only made it there this morning. And I just, I don't know what to do. I never see my friends. Okay, that's a separate issue. But just talking about the pressure, what I just heard you say was, it's Wednesday and I haven't seen any of my family. Then you go off to tell me you've seen your mother twice. But you've not, seen not a lot. And I'm, I'm like forcing that. Like I, I go after work, I see them before they go to bed and it's it's... I feel like I'm not giving them good, undivided attention. It's not quality time. Okay, it's also in the middle of the week. Yeah. That's what my grandma told me this morning. She's like, people have jobs. Like, yeah. they understand. They're not going to see yeah. you a lot during the week. we got to do more on your weekends. I'm like... Yeah, I don't I don't think of midweek as quality family visitation time. I think of middle of the week as you're keeping everything juggled because it's work. It's a work week. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just wish I could see them at the end of the day, I guess. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So then you then you structure your life accordingly. Well, or schedule your life accordingly, I yeah. should say. Working on that. I know, and and the social thing has come up before. Mm -hmm. um, so I think f for you, Kelsey, maybe some more proactive time management would be. Maybe I need be helpful. money and time management. So I'm glad that you come in and talk to us about these things because I don't think I could ever hear it enough. You so know, I'm very thick-headed. Yeah, well, and it's interesting, and I feel that with you, like the budgeting conversation just now. I will give you some really actionable, super common sense advice, and a lot of times you resist it. 
You're like, no, I I'm can't like do hesitant. it because of X, Y, Z. No, like, I just think a lot of times if something's new or a change or if it feels like more work, your first instinct is no. I'm already stretched thin enough. I'll take that on when I can get to it. But right now, just no, which is fine. But so I'll just keep on saying it. And as they say, you hear when you're ready to hear. Yeah, but what I've been hearing a lot this week, too, is is life is now. Life doesn't wait. It's not going to be in a week. It's not going to be That's in a year. True. It is now. So I should start making these changes now, I guess. So, so save all that because I want to talk about that for the next show because that relates to planning. Because real quick, I want to close the loop on what Tony brought up. So f- for me, and I, I'm not going to pretend to know you as well as your friend, but what I see in you, what he described as money, I see as ambition. Yes. I and see that's you what as I tried very to ambitious. And I remember you telling me a couple of times... Um, on past shows that sometimes you even feel sort of disconnected with your peer group because the things that are occupying your mind and what you want out of your life feels very different from where they are Mm -hmm. because they might not be ready to figure out what they want to focus their time, energy, passion, and ambition on, so they're not. And you are, and so there's a disconnect that's kind of growing between Mm -hmm. you and and the group that's been sort of your lifelong friends up until now. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. You do not have to apologize for being (laughs) ambitious, for trying to figure out all of the different ways that you can be expanding your skills and gaining experience Mm -hmm. so that your career trajectory takes off in a way that you want it to. Yeah, and I mean, that's what I told him. I said, you're you're always like one choice away from that like really big thing that could happen to you and change your life. It's like, to me, you could, it's, you're just one yes away from it at any time and you can like, you need to say yes to more things. Exactly. Get, mm-hmm. If you can increase the opportunity of that, of, of peep, of getting that or saying that yes, mm-hmm. then you, you increase your opportunity of success. So every single super successful person I have ever heard talk ever always gives luck as one of the reasons why they got where they, I mean, yes, it was hard work and all that stuff, but a lot of people give luck a lot of credit for their success. And you guys know the definition of luck? Like the right time, right place. I say, isn't it when isn't it when timing or like planning meets timing or something like that? When preparation meets opportunity. Okay. <laughs> so everything you're saying is exactly right. You it's are your preparing yourself and preparing yourself and preparing yourself because you don't know when that opportunity is going to come. And if you're not preparing yourself and the opportunity comes, then it might not be a successful opportunity for you. If you are preparing yourself and it comes, that's when you hit it out of the park. Exactly, exactly. It's it's, it's something to think about. Em- embrace it, I yes. guess is what I'm saying. I, I am you should trying feel to very it. proud of where you are at this stage. I am. Okay, we obviously need to talk about adulting more often because yeah, we literally say, took the entire show what and we, we discussed two topics. So what can we, what could you tell somebody like me or what could we tell somebody who's in a situation like that, us and is stressed or depressed about my, adulting, my number one piece of advice after this just show: just breathe. E- well, yes, just breathe. Is it just going to be? Is it going to be okay? How do we know? Go make a budget. <laughs> my number one piece of advice to you guys and the listeners out there in Excel: go make a budget for every week. After four weeks, make it for twelve months, just like I mapped out. It's easy. It's in Excel. Go do it. It'll change your life. Be excited about it. Get excited. It'll be fun. You'll see all the money that you'll have. That you can have. Exactly. exactly. Like I said, budgeting will make your dreams come true. Yes. All right. We got to wrap up. Thanks, everybody. That was fun. Golly. Was good. We miss you, Alana. <laughs> miss you, Alana. Bye. We'll see you all next time. Mwah. <laughs>